0: Welcome to Pop Culture Therapy. I just wanted to express some things that were not sitting right with my spirit. i right, that kick their ass, though. Close your legs, Samaritan man. Standless, okay? okay. Hey, I'm just the you, you are, are a dime Say what you feel. That's what I like. Yeah. That's what we like. Yeah. We can make our own reality. Pulling back the curtain by myself. Take a look. This is Pop Culture Therapy with Patrice Nicole. I said what I said. What up, what up, everyone, and welcome to the very first episode of the Pop Culture Therapy Podcast. I'm so, so excited to have you here. As mentioned in the intro, I'm your host, Patrice Nicole, and I'm very excited to embark on this journey of podcasting with you all. I do want to get into a little bit about how this podcast came into play and a little bit more about myself so that you guys can understand the importance of this podcast to me. But I won't go into too much detail about myself because that could be a whole podcast in itself because I'd be doing too much. So for several years now, I have always loved watching different reality shows, listening to different songs and encompassing different mental health components and using that as an educational piece for everybody to look at mental health in a different way. And so I would get on, you know, my blog and write, you know, things about movies or I would live tweet with some of the stars from different reality shows or TV shows. And, you know, Twitter only allows you to tweet so much in one tweet. So that became kind of annoying and trying to make threads. Threads is not for everybody. And then trying to type out a whole blog, it just became... My fingers was hurting and trying to, you know, type it out while my brain was firing it off. It was just a lot going on. So I calmed down a little bit more with it. But then I realized, well, if I just have a conversation with y'all about it and not like an Instagram live conversation, because they only give you a certain amount of time with that, too. If I could just have a conversation about pop culture and how we can intersect it with mental health for us to get a better understanding of taking ourselves out of this place where we feel like we can't suffer because we're not human beings at times. We feel like we have to be more than a human being. And so we forget. And when we see other people going through the struggle, we have more empathy for them than we do for ourselves. So I said, you know what? Maybe I just need to make this podcast happen so that I can have a more free-flowing conversation about what our different, you know, stars, characters are going through and apply to our own lives. So this podcast has been in the making for quite some time, but as you'll get to know me, as I'm pretty sure it'll come out more in the episodes and, you know, the things that you'll see on social media, I have a lot going on. And so it was a delayed journey getting here, but I'm very excited to have you all here. And I also want to acknowledge that my intro is FIRED. The intro alone, I had to go back and re-record some new episodes because my energy was not matching that fire intro. So I'm just really hype about the whole situation. So I am very grateful that you guys are taking the opportunity for me to educate you guys more about mental health, have these open conversations, and just following me on this journey. So who am I? I am a licensed psychotherapist, marriage and family therapist to be exact. I'm licensed in multiple states. I have a various amount of people that I treat from people that suffer with addiction issues to black men just having life issues and don't know what's going on. All they know, they're just not feeling well. I treat people with anxiety, depression, marital conflicts, premarital counseling, deciding if they want to get divorced or not. So I have been in mental health for quite some time now, and I truly enjoy helping people heal from their issues in life and helping to empower them to be the person that they want to be. I'm also a doctoral student. I'll be graduating with my doctorate very soon. So there's a lot of things that are going on. There's many, many, many levels to my madness. So if you want to know more about me, just keep listening to the podcast or free to check me out on all the social media platforms, check out my websites, everything you ever needed to know about how I feel about mental health and how much I embrace it and try to help other people explore their mental health and be okay with their mental health. That is the place that you're going to get it. So when it comes to the pop culture therapy podcast, I want it to be a place where we can intersect our favorite songs, TV shows, movies with mental health components because relationship conflicts and mental health issues are always highlighted or discussed at a surface level in pop culture, but this is going to be the place where we take a deep dive, as they would say on the Joe Budden podcast, I love the Joe Budden podcast by the way, so that we can give mental health the respect it deserves. Some may say that this podcast is a clean version of some of the gossip podcasts Or blogs that you may be fans of, but the intentions here is always to have an honest conversation with some educational pieces and not to be messy. But hey, sometimes it has to get messy to get to the point, it can make a difference in our lives, so that's what we're here to do. I'm also always gonna give disclaimers because once I get into a discussion, I want everybody to know where I'm coming from. So today's conversation. Is going to be a tough one. Y'all probably going to be looking at me crazy. But I do want to give a disclosure that the topic that I'm going to talk about, which is domestic violence, I am in no way, shape or form condoning anybody putting their hands on anybody. The only time I feel like we need to put hands on somebody is if it's out of self-defense. We ain't going to just sit there and let nobody attack us. But we should not be putting hands on each other to gain control of a situation or a person or to use it as a consequence, however you may put it. So this conversation is not gonna be your typical conversation and that's what I'm here for, is to have those controversial conversations that we don't talk about, but I do want to address that in no shape or form am I condoning any type of violence against anyone. So I hope that that disclosure right there, uh, you guys will take what I'm saying about this topic that I'm going to discuss in seriousness and that I'm not being biased or one way toward this conversation. So if y'all are ready, let's get into it. All right, so let's get into the conversation about double standards when it involves physical violence between men and women. Domestic violence is mostly associated with men hitting and abusing their wives, girlfriends, and we know it also can lead to death. While we know domestic violence can be a control thing more than anything, we are often very one-sided when it comes to the conversation. Men can also be victims of domestic violence at the hands of their girlfriends and wives, but because their masculinity is always on the line, they rarely get to discuss it with anyone. So the reason why I felt like this conversation was important is because right now we are going through a pandemic. We're going through COVID-19, right? And so when it comes to that, we are starting to recognize that being quarantined at home is not really the ideal situation for everyone. We're realizing that more children are at home with their abusers. You know, they had eight to 10 hours away at school to not be in such a combative environment. And so more children are being abused at home. We're worried about the women that are quarantined with their abusive partners. But we do not talk about how men are quarantined with their abusive partners. Yes, men can be victims of domestic violence. And that is why I gave my disclosure before is because normally we have a conversation about, well, men can be victims of something, too. We automatically get defensive about, well, what about women? Period. Nobody should be putting their hands on each other. But I do want to address that domestic violence among men is a very common situation that's happening that doesn't get the recognition or the seriousness that it deserves and these type of situations is what's leading a lot of men to have underlying depression issues, PTSD, trauma, suicide ideation because not only are they experiencing the trauma and they're going through a situation where it's already traumatic for them, they don't even know how to protect themselves Because they are men, they have been conditioned to not talk about these things. I mean, the first thing that comes to mind for most people is if you hear a woman beating on a man and they can't do anything about it, that they're automatically a weak man. Their masculinity is out the door. But in the same breath, they were taught to never put hands on a woman. So how can they defend themselves or try to get out of a situation if one, they don't have any help because nobody believes that a woman can beat on a man Two, he really can't defend themselves because the minute that he puts his hands on a woman, he may get in trouble. So it's a mess. And instead of us. Not talking about it and acting like it's not there, we need to be more aware of what's going on and how we can do better as a human race. Women, we have to own up some of the things that we do that is quote unquote toxic to our relationships, just like we try to hold men accountable for what they do. Everybody has to hold accountability in their relationships. So that is why I feel like this conversation is important. I mean, we hear about it a lot in pop culture. We hear about Different men getting, you know, abused by women. I mean, just to start it off, Nicki Minaj and Safari. Safari has not been a stranger to acknowledging that he was a victim of some domestic violence on the hands of Nicki Minaj. We have different celebrities like Lorena Bobbitt, who was cutting off some things that she shouldn't have been cutting off. And there's a laundry list of, you know, people getting grits thrown on them and, there's just a lot going on. And so we are going to get into a few scenarios in the pop culture sense, but I wouldn't be a therapist and I would not be a doctoral student if I did not throw some statistics at y'all. So let's get those out the way so that we can understand the severity of men being victims of domestic violence. So these statistics are from National Coalition Against Domestic Violence, the org, and The Guardian. So... Did you know that one in nine men experience severe intimate partner physical violence, intimate partner contact sexual violence, and or intimate partner stalking with impacts such as injury, fearfulness, post-traumatic stress disorder, use of victim services, and contraction of sexually transmitted diseases? One in seven men have been victims of severe physical violence, such as beating, burning, strangling by intimate partner in their lifetime. Nearly 56% of men who were victims of contact, sexual violence, physical violence, and or stalking by intimate partner first experienced these or other forms of violence by that partner before age 25. Men assaulted by their partners, are often ignored by the police, see their attacker go free, and have far fewer refugees to flee than women. Nearly 8% of males who reported domestic violence have been shot at, stabbed, or hit with a weapon. So when we look at those stats, those sound scary, right? I'm not going to even act like stats are not meant to be scary at times. But at the end of the day, these are the facts that's presented to us. But what I'm also aware of as a therapist, as a black woman, and, you know, an upcoming researcher as I'm in my doctoral program, I also understand that because men are more than likely to not report domestic violence situations that are going on in their household, these statistics are very underreported. So even though we have these stats, i I believe that there is way more men than this getting abused by their partner at home. And it's due to shame, embarrassment, and lack of support in their community and loved ones. So when we talk about domestic violence, we need to talk about, you know, one of the biggest primary issues of domestic violence, and that's the control piece. So here are some signs of control issues that can lead to domestic violence, Asking permission to go anywhere or to meet and socialize with other people. Referring to their partner as jealous or possessive or always accusing them of having affairs. Their partner consistently calls or texts them wanting to know where they are, what they are doing, and who they are with. The partner may even follow the person to check up on them. Having little money available to them. Not having access to a credit card. Or having to account for every penny spent and not having access to a vehicle. So once again, it's not to say that if you see these signs of control issues in your relationship that it's going to lead to domestic violence. But these are some very huge red flags that everybody in a relationship should be mindful of. Regardless of if it's physical violence, if it's emotional abuse, sexual abuse, whatever kind of abuse. All abuse is not okay in a relationship. So it's important for us to recognize the signs before it becomes so severe that it becomes even more difficult to get out of the situation. Now, the first question that always comes to everybody's mind is how does someone get involved in a relationship that becomes physically violent or why would they choose a partner like that? And to be fair to this podcast, because this podcast is more about intersecting mental health and pop culture together. I'm not going to go into a lot of detail about a lot of domestic violence, psychoeducation, because we would be here for a really long time. But I do want to acknowledge that typically we don't inspire to be in a relationship that is full of violence. It kind of sometimes just happens. Of course, there are red flags. We just talked about it. But it doesn't become really real until the first slap or the first punch happens and that individual says that they're sorry and then they start making you feel bad because they say that you provoked them to do it and that'll it never happen again. And it may not happen again for a while and then it happens again and it just seems like it's very isolated situations to where it's not a big deal. But in reality is is that it's not going to get any better unless that person gets help. So when it comes to men being in these type of relationships... Some men have been conditioned that the crazier the woman is, the more love that they'll get, the more that the woman's on their butt, that means that they're really invested in them. And that can be the same thing for women. But at the end of the day, somebody that doesn't have respect for you, someone that doesn't trust you, someone that wants to control your every move and if you make them upset, they feel like they have the power to calm you down or make you do, force you to do what they want to do by the hands of violence or emotional abuse, that's never okay. And so sometimes these situations that we get ourselves in relationships is because we've seen them growing up, whether it's our own parents, you know, in Unhealthy relationships to grandparents or what we've been taught about what a relationship looks like Sometimes we get into a situation and we don't realize how bad it is or unhealthy It is until someone has to tell us or it gets so bad to where you can't function in that relationship So when I go into that and not to go into too much detail I just want everybody to keep in mind that nobody signs up to get beat up And sometimes, when people leave, you know, really bad relationships and they get into the next relationship that mirrors the relationship previously, it's not because they enjoy, you know, the abuse. It's because that's all they know. All they know is conflict, all they know is tension. And that's how they have adapted to what love may look like for them. It takes time for them to realize that that is not what a relationship is about. So, when you hear somebody getting abused, The first thing shouldn't be to mind, like, how could you not have gotten out? It's not that hard. Like, once they hit you one time, that should be it. But when you're really invested in a relationship, it takes us a while at times to see what a relationship really is for what it is. Sometimes it takes a lot of bad situations for us to realize that we got to get out of it. And so that's why it's important for us to encourage each other to look out for the signs, to have more conversations so that we don't have to wait until it's too late but we do need to have more compassion about the situation but back to the men dynamic so when I say all of that do you see men going to their homeboys and being like yo baby girl put her hands on me she's been beating me up no we're not going to have those conversations because men have been taught, displayed to be these really strong individuals to the point where they can't put hands on women because it will hurt the woman because they're much more stronger. They're supposed to be Teflon. They're supposed to be emotionless, fearless. All of those things that lead to men really breaking down emotionally is the same reasons why they stay in these relationships. No man wants to tell somebody we broke up because she was physically aggressive towards me. Because when they do that, people obviously think or question their manner that's the first thing that comes to everybody's mind I remember watching an episode I am a huge law and order svu fan i love the original law and order too that's a whole different podcast we can get into but i remember there was an episode where i think he was a male stripper i think it was the actor from saved by the bell that played zach he was a male stripper or escort i can't remember but anyways he was raped by a woman and man nobody believed him and it was truly just gut-wrenching to see that he really didn't want to talk about certain things Because people were always putting his masculinity on display. So, this is something that we have commonly seen in pop culture, in our movies, and how people react to characters or real people that experience these things. So, let's get into the pop culture portion. How does our entertainment highlight domestic violence towards men? Sometimes they think it's cute, other times toxic, but at the end of the day, Men rarely get the support they deserve when dealing with serious issues like this. So the few little pop culture pieces that I can pull out of this is going to reality TV and we're going to visit some hip hop a little bit. So when I talk about reality TV, I'm going to name a couple of shows that I have seen myself, the type of violence that is portrayed towards men and how it's received Amongst people around them, or even just Twitter and Instagram. So, let's talk about Marriage Boot Camp Hip Hop Edition. It just finished up this season. I know that they're going into another season in the summer, but the first couple that comes to mind for me was Bianca and Choses. Choses has always acknowledged how he did not like how Bianca put her hands on him. And Bianca will always apologize, but towards the end of the episode, I mean, if you guys haven't watched it, this might be a spoiler alert. So, you might want to fast-forward a little bit, but on the very last episode of Marriage Boot Camp when they're supposed to go and give each other the rings or whatever... They were doing the lie detector test results, and I guess chose this question was to Bianca, was she pregnant by another man or something like that? Anyways, they gave him the envelope, and they said, it's up to you if you want to open it or not on your own terms. He chose not to open it up at that time, and that infuriated Bianca because she wanted him to open up that letter to see what the results were and probably to apologize for accusing her of such a statement because... She was really hurt by that, and I think she wanted her moment for him to acknowledge that he was wrong, but of course, he didn't want to open the envelope, so it got very physical, and when I say very physical everybody had to break them up and Choses tried with everything in him not to put hands on Bianca and he did it but the way that she provoked him and put her hands on him you can tell that this has been an ongoing issue in their relationship and while I was proud of the cast for getting involved and really trying to calm down Choses and Bianca it just goes to show how a man really can't defend himself without it really going to a really bad place where the police may get involved or whatever the case may be is because at the end of the day, a man is taught to never put hands on a woman, no matter how bad the situation gets. That was a very good example of how women can abuse their power of being a woman by putting hands on a man that they know will never touch them and Bianca did apologize for what she did but you can also tell it happens so often that the apologies don't mean anything and so that's another example as to why do we feel like it's okay as women to provoke men like that and put our hands on them. Then we can turn around and we can, you know, go to the next show of Love and Hip Hop New York with Fresher and his woman. She was always trying to mush him in the face. She always had her fingers all up in his face and whoop de whoop this and whoop de whoop that. If a man was to do that to a woman, all hell would break loose. Like, we're not having a man putting his hands in our face. We're not letting him threaten that he's going to hurt us, and we're not mushing him in the face. Once again, because he is the man and he is supposed to keep his hands to himself, he was literally having his woman mush him in the face and put physical violence towards him because she was upset with him. He never touched her. He's trying to play with her, having a conversation with her. Granted, he was lying throughout that conversation, but that still doesn't warrant the type of behaviors of her mushing him in the face and putting her fingers in her face so once again we have reality tv highlighting what they call women that put hands on men or do these things as crazy girlfriends or crazy wives and it seems like it's becoming a cute trend and i don't know why that is but we're going to get more into that a little bit later then we have waka and tammy from what the flocka in Love & Hip Hop Atlanta. So they started off on Love & Hip Hop Atlanta. If you don't know who Waka is, he's a rapper who had a few hits that had everybody twerking in the club. Let's be honest, like, Waka's had his hits. And Tammy, who was his beautiful wife, and everybody grew to love them on Love & Hip Hop Atlanta. Recently, they got their own show called What The Flocka, which highlights their family dynamic and the different things that are going on in their lives. One of the biggest things that came up in that show. And granted, I am very grateful that they felt like they can be very raw and honest about what goes on in their household. But Lord... Tammy be putting her hands on everybody. She be putting her hands on Waka. Waka always said, Why are you so violent? Why are you so aggressive? Even with her daughter, her daughter was having like a sensitive moment and she kind of playfully slapped her in the face instead of embracing her. She was cutting out these braids. I mean, it was just like Waka has always said that Tammy takes things too far into a level that she shouldn't be taking it. Once again, she's putting hands on Waka. If Waka was to put hands on Tammy, we would have no what the flocka. Waka would be in jail and he wouldn't be selling no records because we're not going to put up with any man that's putting his hands on women, but we are not holding women to the same regard. Why is Tammy able to put hands on Waka and as women or as a community, we're not standing up for Waka and being like, girl, like no matter how bad things can get, We shouldn't be putting our hands on men. It's not fair to them. We should all keep our hands to ourselves. But once again, there's this narrative about how being a crazy girlfriend is what love is all about. Then we get to the baby. Now, don't come for me because I'm about to mention the baby and his recent issue of him hitting a woman. The only reason why I'm highlighting this is because when he discussed his side of the story, and you know, there's always three sides to every story, He stated that there was a female that flashed, I believe it was a cell phone flashlight, and threw the phone in his face, and out of a response, he just punched the person. I don't know if he recognized that it was a woman. It sounds like it was just a really quick reaction to what he perceived as a threat, and he punched the woman pretty hard. If you saw the video, it was hard, but he felt like he was being attacked. So once again, if that is the case, and all we can do is go off of what he has said— why would a woman feel like it's okay to not only flash a light in his face but hit him with a phone? If you was getting hit with a phone, would you want to protect yourself as well? So we talk about these different things because these are different moments where men backs are pushed against the wall because they're being abused or they've had an event where they have been abused and they really can't defend themselves without being labeled a woman beater or a man that doesn't respect women or violently aggressive towards women so I want to say it was like a year ago I really can't keep up with the time but there was a popular blog I'm not going to mention who it was but they had a post where it said what is the craziest thing you've ever done in your relationship and the amount of responses I want to say it was like in the thousands if not in the ten thousands, about different scenarios about girlfriends beating their boyfriends or doing some toxic stuff like stalking them or cutting up their money, or, you know, making threats toward their friends or whatever. It was a whole chain about pretty much glorifying this crazy girlfriend thing. And I think that even though we do have moments in relationships where we have regrets because we didn't handle things the right way, it's become very clear to me that the crazy girlfriend syndrome or the crazy girlfriend persona is getting to a place where we think it's okay. I'm here to tell you guys, man, women, whatever, listen, crazy girlfriend syndrome is not okay. It is never okay to have a woman always threatening what they are gonna do. If you don't do this, you don't do that. They slapping you, they mushing you in the face. It's just never okay. As human beings, as mature human beings, we can have conversations and disagree without somebody having to get hurt. Now, I know that women at times take this stance because it's a protective measure. They want to take control in a relationship. Maybe they've had relationships in the past where they were the person that was getting abused. And so they decided in this next relationship, they're not going to do that. So they become the controlling piece. But at the end of the day, if you have to control somebody to be with them, that's not really a relationship. And maybe that's why it's not working out for your relationship is because you're not embracing the person that you're trying to love. You're trying to control and make them into the person that you want them to be. And that's just not what a relationship is about. So when we talk about domestic violence towards men, they are our protectors. They're our stability. They're our support. And sometimes we forget they're human. We have to hold ourselves accountable for treating each other with respect. Men shouldn't have to be put in a position where they have to take abuse from a woman because they're afraid to go to jail if they defend themselves or suffer in silence because everyone will laugh at them if they ask for help. So we know that a man's reputation is sacred. The minute that people find out that he is abusing women or conducting himself in an inappropriate way, sometimes women can use that for their benefit. They know that a man will go to jail. All they have to show is a scratch Or some type of evidence that they've been abused and that's it for the man. That, my friend, is another form of abuse when we know that we can hold that against men and use it to the benefit of if you don't do what I say, then I'm going to ruin your life. Just like domestic violence against women needs to stop, so does men and so ladies, I encourage you to keep your hands to yourself. And if you find yourself having to put hands on someone to express yourself, it's really time to get some help. And I'm not just saying that because I'm a therapist. Seriously, if you have control issues, if you have anger issues to the point where if somebody doesn't do something that you want them to do and you have to put hands on them to make them do it, it's time to go to therapy. We need to identify Why can't you get what you want without having to hurt somebody? The crazy girlfriend slash wife is toxic and you shouldn't have to live with that title. I don't know where that became cute, but I'm telling you right now, a true relationship cannot thrive off anybody having that crazy title. It does not show that you love that man more by putting hands on him. It does not show that he loves you by allowing you to put hands on him. At the end of the day, people stay in situations like this because one, they don't know how to get out. Two, they're afraid to get out. Or three, they've been in it for so long, this is what normal love looks like for them. Fellas, that goes the same for you. We got to keep our hands to ourselves. And if you get angry that you have to participate in violence, it's time for you to go to therapy too. If you or someone you know is experiencing domestic violence, please get the help and support you need to get out of that situation. It is a difficult situation to get out of. And only you and somebody that you can trust can have that conversation about how to do it very safely. We have to be very, very careful about how leaving a situation based off the severity of the situation. Please call 1-800-799-SAFE or visit the website thehotline.org for more information. Our time is up for today, but feel free to email me or DM me some comments and feedbacks about today's episode. Until next time, everyone, take care and be safe. Thank you for listening to Pop Culture Therapy with Patrice Nicole. Stay connected online on Instagram at the Patrice Nicole or Twitter at Patrice and Douglas. I said what I said. And until next time.